0: It's our favorite day of the week here in the Sports Pen. It is Friday. It's not only because it's Ryan Day with Ryan Steak of the Mining Journal, and with me, Tanner Hoops. Glad that you're along as well. But we're getting closer to the weekend. I tell you what, I'm tired, my man. I'm yawning over here. I've been up late the last few nights. I've been on the road a little bit, so I'm ready for uh, for a weekend, you know, to get a little bit of rest, relaxation, hang out with family. Uh, we still got a little business to take care of, though. We got this show to do, and then basketball tonight here in ESPN UP.
1: Yeah, got a little bit more work, and then uh, then you can kick back. But and, we're almost there. Yeah, almost there. Yeah, you you have one thing tonight, and you can kick back, and then I have more stuff tomorrow, and then <laughs> I can kick back. So, uh, yeah, uh, still a busy weekend, and then Sunday I can just kick back and enjoy one last mm-hmm. football game of the year. Oh,
0: but we have the XFL starting.
1: <laughs> I don't enjoy the XFL. <laughs> uh, XFL? How do you know? Uh, I watched that league the first time they had mm-hmm. it, and it was so bad. It was, it was. The talent wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It was just. I remember the first night. That they broadcasted it. Jesse Ventura was the color commentator, <laughs> and he was governor at the he time. He was so he just disregarded his duties as governor to go broadcast XFL games.
0: Should got a Minnesota franchise?
1: We should have. Yeah, but uh, yeah, one year and now it's going to be back. And my guess is last one year. So. I
0: say, he needs to actually invest in it so that they come to Minnesota because otherwise, I don't know who to cheer for in this area. Like if there was a. If there was a Minnesota team, a Michigan team, an Iowa team, I'd probably cheer for them. But there's not even a Chicago team in this league.
1: That's a little surprising.
0: Yeah. Like, that's a big enough market. It, you absolutely it, should be hammered. I mean, they did that the that.
1: first time with the XFL, but now, mm. now uh, apparently the third biggest city isn't worth going into. But uh, they'll have teams in places nobody cares about.
0: Oh, but thank God that we get to see Philip Walker and Jacob Silvers go quarterback against each other. I mean, that that screams ratings.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm sure people are listening and be like, who? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you i mean that's that's what the xfl sums up right now
0: I, I, where is jesse venturi is he from brooklyn park is he that what was, is? i
1: believe either that or brooklyn center he was the mayor and then decided a couple of years after that he wanted to run for governor and it was out of the blue that he actually ended up winning and then it got too hard for him and he decided i'm not going to run for reelection. election the a-
0: brooklyn park barracuda that will be the next XFL franchise, really expansion franchise.
1: I remember franchise. back when the uh, Minnesota Arena Bowl franchise, the Fighting Pike. <laughs> yeah, their mascot was a northern pike fish. It was it was crazy. It was I like get, that the makes mid- more sense it, than
0: barracuda for it, Minnesota, but it sounds better.
1: Yeah, in, in the middle of uh, the 1990s, that's when it was, and it was the Fighting Pike. One season, but it was a memorable. Wow. season. Wow, the Fighting Pike, the Fighting Pike. What was the mascot? What it looked like? What was the logo? The logo was just an angry Northern Pike mm. jumping up in the air, mm. and I'm pretty sure that was the mascot, if they even had a mascot. That's I, wonderful. I, uh, I briefly, it was it was brief, it was like a two-minute conversation, me and my dad considered attending one, and that was, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a fleeting idea that went away, because as soon as we found out that the team was like bankrupt and mm. going to move again, yeah. Yeah
0: uh what, what what have you. We've got Ryan Steeg in here with us. We're, of course, going to talk hockey. That's what's coming up throughout the day. We've got basketball as well as it relates to Northern Michigan. We'll talk about football. We're obligated to. It's Super Bowl week, what have you. I do have some what he looks like from the Levitard okay. show. That game, that'll come up throughout the course of the hour. And then, of course, the Friday funnies. But let's start with Northern Ryan, and it starts with Hockey Tonight. We've got Ferris State in town. We know they're having a down year. They always play Northern tough. Always get up for this series. And frankly, it's a series that puts a lot of pressure on Northern to come out of this with all six points possible this
1: weekend. Very much so. It uh, Ferris has been down for a couple of years now. It's a little weird how this team went from a frozen i <laughs> a national championship championship game appearance a. NCAA tournament bid, a WCHA championship, and, another, and getting a win in the first round to at the like bottom of the barrel. Now mm-hmm. it's just I'm not sure what the deal is. I know injuries have played a big role, but uh, it's just they've kind of fallen apart. However enemy can't overlook them they always play them tough at the uh first series of the year um enemy almost blew it (laughs) they were up big and uh ferris came back and tied them and then they got a late goal and an empty netter to secure it but uh it's gonna be a hard-fought series um it's and uh for some reason it always is uh i don't know i mean grandpa tony is undefeated Mm -hmm. against ferris state so if there's a team that uh, Grant's got a number against. It's going to be them, but uh, there's. I have not seen an easy win come out of that, though. What are the strengths for Ferris? What are we watching for as a strength? <laughs> well, they've got a good goaltender mm-hmm. in Salman Kangas uh, who stifled Michigan Tech pretty well last weekend and uh, ended Ferris's nine-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the shocker of the weekend because nobody expected Ferris to steal a game from Tech, and apparently, from now reading a couple of tweets, uh, Husky fans were in a state of shock, and some of them just kept lingering in the arena after the loss, like didn't know what to take from it. So, uh, yeah, um, I would say their goaltender's a good strength. Defense, they're okay. Um, they're just offensively challenged, mm. and that's, uh, that doesn't bode well uh, for them. But, again, they're going to put up a good fight, as they always do.
0: How about special teams? <sighs>
1: They're not as, let's just say, Northern is struggling, Ferris is worse, let's <laughs> just put it that way. Northern is, Northern Special Teams is not very good right now. Mm. We've, it's been mentioned a couple times now by Grant Patoni. the power play needs to get it together. Um, for some reason, it's just not consistently playing well, um, even against bad kills, they're mm-hmm. not doing very well. Um, they're doing okay on the PK, and uh, that bodes well for a bad power play unit that Ferris has, but... They've got to score goals in the power play. they got Mankato next week, and you've got to find a way to score. And that's what happened to beat Mankato last time. They found a way to score, and that's what needs to happen on the power play. Otherwise, uh, they're going to struggle. And the playoffs are only a month and a half away. Yeah. yeah, so about six weeks away. It'll be February tomorrow. Yeah, so not a lot of time to try to get it together.
0: Are they getting shots on the power play, or are they not even getting it to the net?
1: Well, when I was asking Grant about this before, he said, it seems like we're passing it into the net. Mm. Like, And if you watch the power play, it's pass, 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 mm-hmm. pass, maybe a shot. <laughs> 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 and then the other team ices it, and then they go back and get it, and then they come back up and pass, 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 and then a shot. And then it, it's just... It's weird. I haven't seen Northern act like that in the power play in quite some time. Um, that was more so like four years ago. But uh, th- they can't look for the perfect shot. On the power play, y- you know, you look for your openings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, you usually aren't firing at will, at least not right away. Um, so you get the puck, you're searching around, and you maybe pass it once or twice just to see if you can get the angle. Mm-hmm. But you got to get shots on that. You do. Yeah, you got to... And the thing is, even if it's a bad shot, just kind of fling it out there and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I've seen goals go in. I mean, we talked about before the Michigan State yep. goal, where DeMay basically just went, uh, <laughs> and just <laughs> flung it from the blue line, and it somehow managed to go over DeRitter's shoulder. So it's just get shots on net. Some of them are going to go in, or you can get a rebound, tap it in, but they got to get shots on net.
0: What do you need to see out of the Northern tonight? What are you looking for?
1: I'm looking for them, not overlooking them. There was a stretch there, and that you remember it too, where Northern would sh- start off bad. Yeah. They'd be playing on their heels at the start, and then they'd have to come back. Now, Northern's very good at scoring, and they can come back, mm-hmm. but they can't keep affording to do that. Now right. Thankfully, they've gotten better at that, that they don't start off slow. But still, um, I mean, Ferris is not very good, mm-hmm. but you don't want to spot a team two goals right. and try to fight back from that because it's just too difficult. So. Just be ready to go from the start and just not slough off this weekend.
0: Any other series in conference play this weekend? Northern needs to be keeping an eye on.
1: I would say just, or is
0: it too early to scoreboard wise?
1: I would say it's a little too early. I think last weekend they could probably do it because it was Minnesota State and Bemidji, mm-hmm. and Bemidji beat. Yeah, they did Mankato. Saturday night. Yeah, so and uh, the other shocker of the weekend. Yep. Other than the <laughs> I think the Ferris Tech game was more of a shocker I, I do too. Than a, yeah. So, but. Uh, Just, I would say, focus on what they got in front of them. And coaches emphasize this. Mm -hmm. Do your job and then scoreboard watch. Like, once they lock in home ice, I would say then start paying attention to what other people are doing. But that's the goal for them. They're trying to get into second place. I think it's in striking distance. Mm -hmm. Bemidji comes down in two weeks. And I would say, other than the Mankato series right before the break, this is probably the biggest series of the year will be the Bemidji State one.
0: Tanner Hoops, Ryan Steag in studio with you in the sports pen. Happy 30th birthday to Matt Mackerzak, Northern Michigan men's basketball yes. head coach. He uh, unfortunately isn't celebrating it with a win last night in Saginaw. The women are, though. They pick up the victory, and they both head to Northwood tomorrow. Did you watch any of those games? Did you pay attention to those.
1: I keep track. I kept track of them. Uh, Matty Ice. Hey, Matty as- Ice, <laughs> as he was dubbed, and uh, if you read my preview, um, he's just—he's a good coach, and he's shown that he can do. They started off. Um, they went through a little stretch right before the break where they didn't play well, mm-hmm. but they've started off the second half of the season very sharp. Um, upset Grand Valley in probably the biggest game of the year, um, and then it just. They had to fight back against Saginaw, almost came all the way back, just came up a little short at the end. Uh, Saginaw made their free throws down the stretch. But uh, I was keeping an eye on it the whole time while taking, you know, high school <laughs> basketball calls. So I was trying mm-hmm. to do multiple things. But uh, um, they fought hard. They didn't play. but It's just they fell behind mm-hmm. in, right before halftime, and they needed to play catch-up. And that was huge, their big run to start the second yeah. half. So that just uh dilapo with a big night his career high um he's an interesting player in the fact that you know in the start of his career he was very much a strictly inside player but Mm -hmm. he's really adapted his game he can shoot from the outside he can make threes um so he's kind of emerging uh sam of course has been consistent and miles had a pretty good night too so everything's going well i don't i think this is just a back thing you know it's just okay we lost let's get back on track i think they beat northwood mm-hmm. on saturday then you got the women who Flex a little offensive yeah, that 71 points, mm-hmm. that was something else. Yeah. I'm not used to a northern <laughs> women's team scoring that many. Especially as banged up as yeah, they are yeah, right now. Who is, you know, we learned in the press conference, they're battling a lot of injuries. They're kind of basically limping along. Amber Hubner mm-hmm. was battling the flu yep. last week, and Troy forced her to play because she couldn't have a choice. That was the, that was the quote. That uh, was the quote of the day. Yeah, it was. As uh, Amber said, she didn't think she could play, and Troy said that you don't have a choice. Sorry. <laughs> (laughs) So, she, you know, she had a pretty good night last night. Uh, Jessica Schultz has been really on a tear this Mm -hmm. season. Um, She's really become... She and Aaron Honkler are the go-to players. They're trying to feed the ball into the post. They did it pretty effectively. Um, They got to just... Stabilize their guards, just get guy you know get people back from injury. I think they'll be okay um just it was a good win last night, um got hot at the right time mm-hmm. now they got northwood, which should be a win northwood's not very good this year, but uh again it's the liax, so you just don't know what's going to
0: happen and still a real shot at first place
1: yes uh still within striking distance um they just Let's not get injured anymore mm-hmm. and uh, just keep getting wins, and I think they got a good shot. Uh, men still have a shot. I don't think first place is in striking distance for the men, but to get a home playoff game to start, the that that's definitely a capa- uh, possibility. So I think if they can get that, that's a big thing for them.
0: Not bad for a team that was picked to finish last in the preseason. Yeah, I still play. don't understand that. No. I
1: saw that poll to start the year, and I'm like, okay, yeah, they lost Nob and Isaiah, mm-hmm. but it's not like – they lost like half the roster or right. something like that. There's still a lot of talent there. Unfortunately, Troy Summers went down. But Ben Wolf has emerged as a good, uh, as a good post player. And uh, DeLapos come around. And Miles is the best defensive player in the league. I would say Sam's the best defensive guard in the league. And he's added a lot of offense to his game. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, they're a good team. Um, they lost two big scorers. But uh, it's, it's become more of, a instead of two guys, it's more of a collective team effort
0: nmu hoops on the road tomorrow at northwood hockey is home tonight and tomorrow with ferris state let's take our first time out we'll talk a little football next on espn up check out the up's live
1: and local sports talk show the sports pen weekday afternoons at four on espn up and on the espn up app
0: Tanner hoops ryan steeg with you glad you're along friday afternoon we got football to talk about because there's a fairly important game this weekend there's other football news that's been trending, though, as well, and that's what I wanted to start with before we move on to the big one. Ryan Fitzpatrick was on Golick and Wingo this morning, and he revealed that fans in Kansas City have been sending him frozen steaks. Okay. Thanking him for the Week 17 victory over the Patriots. Nice. And you think about that, as much as we hype up Mahomes and as much confidence as we have in that young man, they may not even be here without Fitzpatrick and that win over New England Week 17 because then the Patriots would have been the two seed. The Chiefs would have been the three. It's so hard to get to the Super Bowl as the three seed. Tom Brady and the Patriots would
1: probably be playing again had they won that game. Had they beat Ryan Fitzpatrick. How about that? I I, mean, just yeah. your, your season came down to one win mm-hmm. and a game that you should have won running away with it mm-hmm. and you ended up losing to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's legacy I feel like will be I am, at best, a mediocre quarterback who has somehow upset a few teams and ruined their season. And he is
0: absolutely not retiring. He says he is coming back next season.
1: Yeah, may as well. Why not? I mean, some team is going to pick, you know, Mm -hmm. even if he gets cut, some team will pick him up to be their backup quarterback, and then that quarterback will get injured, and Ryan Fitzpatrick (laughs) will play. I'm pretty sure that's been, like, his... This is how my career will be. Mm-hmm. You know, I will be picked as a starter, lose that job, get cut, get picked up by another team. That starter gets injured. I then will replace it.
0: With that win in Week 17, which might have sealed the deal, honestly, to get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, I believe that makes him the only quarterback ever to beat Tom Brady while playing for all three division rivals. Wow. Uh, Buffalo, New York, and Miami.
1: What a Just goes to show how long Ryan Fitzpatrick's been in the league. (laughs) The fact that he's played for all three AFC East teams. I mean, just he's just there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some guys in the league that you look and be like, oh, yeah, he's still in the league. And then there's Ryan Fitzpatrick, who you know is there, <laughs> and you're wondering, how is he still mm-hmm. there? But he finds a, finds a way to keep playing.
0: I tell you what, Ryan, those Chiefs fans have not been to a Super Bowl in 50 years. A lot of them have never experienced one in their lifetime, and they may not have if Fitzpatrick doesn't lead the Dolphins to victory in that game over the Patriots in Week 17. We all talk about Mahomes, as We should. But Fitzpatrick might be their Super Bowl MVP. That being the case, let's say, you know, because you're a Minnesota sports fan, so you've suffered quite a bit. Um, If the Vikings made it to a Super Bowl because of another team's actions, would you send that quarterback anything? Would you you be one of those fans who would be so joyous, so thankful that you would do that? I don't
1: think I would go that route. Uh, Maybe send out a tweet. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have money to spare to v I mean, the thing is with Minnesota food, it's mm-hmm. like mostly like people make fun of Midwestern food. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure like what you would send. I know exactly what you send. Whatever I don't I know I don't know the name of them off
0: the top of my head. The bucket of cookies you get at the state fair. Oh. Huh. What are those called? They're oh. so good. The warm cookies that come in the bucket. I oh, can't think of yeah. you well, know what ones I'm talking about. I know about. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I
1: know of them, but mm-hmm. I've never been to the state fair. Is I that know, right? You never been to the been Minnesota State Fair? No. No. How? You grew up there. Uh I don't know how that managed to happen over the years, but <laughs> it never occurred. And uh I, I know I sound like a terrible Minnesotan, but I, it's never happened, so but I know what you're talking about. Or like send like a bunch of deep fried stuff that yeah. you get on the fair, you know, maybe like where you can actually microwave it and it still tastes just as good. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Uh or, you know, there's there's good beer. Then, sure. So, yeah, absolutely you know, there like, is. send them like, you know, a good expensive six pack you can buy like um it's just I I wouldn't go that route, but I know a lot of friends who would probably do the So,
0: Is it Sweet Martha's? Are those the cookies? That could be. I'm it. looking it up right now and this is the only one I see, although that one doesn't totally sound right.
1: It doesn't sound I and I've
0: had them too and I haven't been to the Minnesota State Fair here in a in a minute, but I can't think of what that would be. Is Tom Mogushin? He's not well, in. I his to office see. Is empty. Yeah, I just I, I I don't know. He would know. You know, he's
1: a Minnesota. <laughs> I would think he would know. I would have thought you would have known, but I've never been there, so it's like you <laughs> picked the wrong guy to ask. I know of the cookies okay. that you're talking about, and I think I have them. I've had them before, but I don't know.
0: What and you know what I don't think I've ever been to the Iowa State Fair either. Never And the Iowa State Fair is like it.
1: bigger than the Minnesota State Fair. Is it though? Don't they I don't make know. it like a really big deal on oh, yeah. the Iowa State yeah, Fair? Yeah, but it is in Minnesota too. Yeah. Um I think like Minnesota, Iowa, and Texas are the big state fairs that people remember. Probably. Yeah. I like mean, if you
0: ask me anything about the butter cow that they have in Iowa, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I just know they have one.
1: Yeah, I heard about that, the butter cow. There's
0: a just a terrible movie about it on Netflix. Did you ever see that? <laughs> It's got big-name actors in it. Ty Burrell is the uh, he's the protagonist in the story. The character that he plays grew up in a little town about 50 minutes from where I grew up. Okay. I was like, I know where that is. It was so cool to me, and it was just a terrible movie. But I watched it because it's about Iowa. Huh. I don't even know <laughs> if it's still on there. I okay. did that like three years yes. ago. <laughs>
1: and it lasted like it was it was cut the first time on that Oh it was so bad. Uh, it was
0: one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
1: But, but Ty Earl, But yeah. In Iowa, you got somebody who is relatively famous to appear in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Why
0: not? I'll, I'll take a little Burrow, Yeah. How about this uh by the way Curtis Granderson retired today go. and I feel old. That's making me a lot more sad than it probably should. Uh, I, I
1: there's a guy who I forgot was still in the league.
0: <laughs> the journeyman, he was like the ultimate journeyman at the end of his career, but he was the ultimate like outfielder early in his yes, career. He was fun so. to
1: watch. Yeah, a lot of speed, had a good glove, and mm-hmm. was a decent hitter. Yeah. I mean, uh, not like a huge offensive threat, but he could you know he could beat out singles, get some doubles off mm-hmm. the wall. He was a good hitter.
0: I mean, even when he got older, he was still fun to watch. in a different way, kind of like Bartolo Colon. <laughs>
1: Not, I do not know if I'd go that far because Bartolo Colon has become more of a joke. You know? Oh, no, he's a legend. Well, a legendary joke. You know, you look at him <laughs> as, hey, this guy somehow managed to hit a home run. despite."
0: Oh, no, he's a legend. I'm not joking about Bartolo Colon. Okay. That's my guy. Okay. I'm not joking about Granderson or Colon. Okay. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, two other things I want to bring up to you before we get to football. Uh, did you see the NHL jersey sales from the last year, the results of that? I did not. They came out yesterday, NHLshop.com dot com says that Sidney Crosby has the highest selling jersey, followed by Terrasanko shot up to number two, and then you know, winning a couple do that for I you. That, yeah. Ovechkin was at number three, McDavid was number four, and I think Bergeron was at number five. And then uh some other notables I thought that surprised me. I can't remember who was at six, but uh Andre Fleury, he was Mark Andre Fleury was at number seven, he was the only goaltender in the top mm. ten. Uh, number eight and ten were both Dallas Stars players. Tyler Sagan at number eight and Jamie Benn. Interesting. Did that surprise you? I mean, that's surprised a little me. bit. That'll,
1: yeah, because, yeah, uh, you know, you don't. I mean, they're both very good players, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. think top ten. No, I wouldn't either. And then
0: Patrick Kane dropped all the way to number nine. Oof. That surprised me. I don't know which one's more surprising, but those both surprised me. I would say that one probably. On. Yeah?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Other than two Dallas Stars in the top ten or <laughs> Pat
1: Kane dropping <laughs> Probably at Pat nine. Kane dropping that far? Oh,
0: boy. I tell you what, yeah, I can't believe it. Well, I
1: think the Blackhawks being down has not helped that. Absolutely. Yeah. So when your team is not very good anymore, yeah.
0: I tell you what, um, this came up right before I, you know, hit the air earlier today, and we were talking about the XFL. The St. Louis Battlehawks are one of the new franchises there, and they are going about this whole XFL rebrand, what have you, in a very odd way. Um, They kick off in nine days, and they finalized their media team today. They are, however, not going to provide play-by-play broadcast on the radio. They're not going to provide their own network or media like the other teams are doing. Instead, they have hired one reporter, a single reporter, and she works for the ESPN affiliate in St. Louis. She will be an on-the-field reporter, and there will be nothing else. Just that. Because the team wants the fans to get the news relayed to them in more traditional medias like, quote, social media.
1: How is that traditional? I,
0: this media? is a terrible idea, is it not? I mean, what's the benefit to this?
1: That It really doesn't make any sense. No. No you
0: know, play-by-play, guys. Just one field reporter and everything else you got to get from social
1: media. And field reporters, there's a lot of good ones, but... They're not going to be able to provide a whole lot of insight. No. You know? They're going to pop up, you know, they'll give a little, hey, this guy's injured, mm-hmm. or, you know, some stats. But as far as what's actually going on in the game, it's like I would say first team that folds in the XFL <laughs> would be St. Louis. I'm going out and saying
0: that. You know, and I saw that earlier today. This is what I saw right before I came on the air. I saw a job listing. Here's what, you know, I have a Friend of mine that I trained when I was, you know, back in Iowa, and he's gonna graduate college here soon. So he's like, "Will you, you know, keep an eye out for some, you know, broadcast jobs, especially in baseball?" I said, "Absolutely, I will, and I'll help you out, send you anything." I found one that I don't think I'm gonna recommend to him, but I'm gonna share it with you on air because of how unique it is, and it's called Broadcast Entertainer for the Savannah Bananas, which is a baseball team, a summer collegiate baseball team in the Coastal Plain League. And the job description reads like this. Notice it doesn't say play-by-play broadcaster. Broadcast entertainer. The Bananas are not like your typical baseball team. They are different. They take chances. They toe the line. They test the rules. They challenge the way things are supposed to be. The Bananas make things fun. Having fun will also be the role of the Bananas broadcaster. They're looking for someone to bring the creativity of Bill Veek, P.T. Barnum, and Walt Disney to the airwaves. Now, I'll stop there and say that This is the team that is more famous for hiring breakdancing first base coaches. Uh, If you want the first base coaching job with the Savannah Bananas, your dancing experience will matter more than your coaching expertise. That is a legit fact.
1: If you're looking at a an organization that's a complete disaster and that you wouldn't want to attach yourself in unless you just feel like, I want to throw my career away, that would be the Savannah Bananas.
0: They, these are the examples that they're saying. They're like, we're not looking for anything traditional. If you think that the normal guidelines for play-by-play apply, then do the exact opposite. For example, instead of describing the game, you'll talk about the game as fans do. Like, why the heck does number 9, or the number 9 hitter, is he swinging on a 3-0 and count with the bases loaded. Instead of a cookie-cutter home run call, they want cheese. Cheesier, the better. Instead of pre- and post-game interviews on the field or the locker room, you might do them from the shower. I'm not even kidding. That was what the team put out here in their listing, encouraging someone to do the pre- and post-game interviews from the shower.
1: Well, to be fair, um, at the GLI, the year I went down there and um – you know, reported on it, they did the in-between period interviews from a bathroom
0: <laughs> at Joe Louis <laughs> Arena.
1: I remember that because I went down into the tunnels and because uh, I was doing some behind-the-scenes stuff and the guys walked in back into the tunnels. And I look, and in this room, it's in a bathroom, and there's a backdrop that says FS Detroit. And it's a backdrop, and I saw Michigan players go in there to do in-between-period in between inter, interviews, and I'm just like, they're doing this in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Didn't Lyndon Johnson once do
0: like a State of the Union from the toilet? Like a bathroom stall? I don't
1: I'm know about State sure. of the Union, he, he did but he did, he, he did routinely do interviews mm-hmm. in a bathroom stall. So I guess... That's an interesting route to take when doing interviews, um, whether in between periods or giving, you know, political statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Or um, working for the Savannah Bananas. Or with the, I, uh, Okay. Um, <laughs> another thing, when you see job descriptions like that, mm-hmm. it's just a disaster. Like, when mm-hmm. I was uh, out of school and I was looking for jobs, and uh, there would be newspaper jobs or magazines or just... SID jobs or stuff like that. And any time they try to get really outlandish in their descriptions, it's a sign that you don't want to work there mm-hmm. because they're trying to overhype the job that they want you to do.
0: I tell you what, I have a, I have a t-shirt of theirs, the Savannah, the Savannah Bananas. Bananas. I do, actually. I have a Savannah Bananas t-shirt. Um, I won't read the rest of the job description, what have you, because we've got to move on. But if you want to apply for that, they say do not send a resume and demo Instead, they want a cell phone video of you, a specific cell phone video of you doing something that will catch their attention.
1: Wow. <laughs> it gets better with every line. <laughs> I once saw a job description recently where they said that we don't want your typical resume or cover letter. We just want you to tell us why you'd be a good fit for the job. Mm. To which I said, that's what a cover letter is. <laughs> 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 why you'd be a good fit for the job. I don't understand how this is different. So, yeah, basically, there you go.
0: We are coming up on a break, so... uh <laughs>
1: What's we've your, gone, we've what, gone what, so what, off the rails. Here. What's your
0: Super Bowl pick, Ryan? Uh,
1: well, if you read my column uh, tomorrow, well, there he it, goes again. Yeah, <laughs> it'll have my Super Bowl predictions, but I'm going with the Chiefs.
0: Also, oh, you're not. Oh, okay, all right. So you're not going to tell us why? We got to read that in the column. Yeah. Is that
1: your tease? Yeah, that's my tease. Okay. Read it in the column. I think, but I'm going with the Chiefs, and I include a prop bet that I think people will find interesting. Mm. Um. I'll, I'll say that one. Okay. All the other prop bets you're going to have to read the column for. But that one is, will there be a missed field goal? Ooh. A little known fact. Um, I think absolutely, yeah. When Hard Rock Stadium was built, when it was like 700 other names, mm-hmm. in 1987 every Super Bowl that's been played in that stadium, there's been at least one missed field goal. I'm sure. Yeah, I would absolutely hammer that <laughs> yeah, prop. Yeah, that. So, yeah, I would say it's a pretty sure thing that there's going to be a missed field goal. How many? I don't know, mm-hmm. but there should be at least one. So Although,
0: two pretty good kickers in that game with Robbie Gould and Harrison Butker, but it might honestly be something about that stadium and the climate because there have been a lot, yeah, and a
1: lot of teams. Kickers in the playoffs or the Super Bowl in Miami struggle, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. But so there you go. There's a good prop bet for you.
0: Tanner Hoops Ryan Stieg with you. We'll play what he looks like next on ESPN UP.
1: Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at four on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app.
0: Your Sports Center update. Uh, NASCAR longtime driver John Andretti passed away yesterday at the age of 56 after a lengthy bout with colon cancer. The NBA All-Star rosters are complete, with the reserves for each conference being announced last night. In the East, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, Chris Middleton, Dom Sabonis, Ben Smith, uh, Ben Simmons, excuse me, and Jason Tatum just talk to Ben Smith right before hit the air in the coaches' <laughs> not, not show. That, not that Ben Smith, uh, Ben Simmons, and Jason Tatum are all All-Star bound. Meanwhile, in the West, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook all get the nod. No Devin Booker. I think he was robbed.
1: I think he was too.
0: Yeah. And finally, Washington State University produces its own brand of canned cheese called Cougar Gold. The cheese as well as several flavors of ice cream are produced on campus at Ferdinand's Creamery and they're available uh, available for purchase on the school's website. The cheese is a sharp white cheddar that comes in a 30-ounce can and is aged at least one year. The Cougar Gold Cheese was awarded the nineteen ninety-three Blue Ribbon at the American Cheese Society National Contest and received the nineteen ninety-six U.S. Cheese Champion Silver Medal. Canned cheese? Canned cheese produced locally. At Washington State University. It's called Cougar Gold.
1: I've never heard of canned cheese. Mike
0: Leach is a huge fan. That explains a lot. (laughs)
1: lot.
0: (laughs) I just saw on Mike Leach's Twitter the other night. It's actually how I found this story that he was talking about this cheese or whatever. He shared something about it on his Twitter. Okay. But anyway, you can get your own 30-ounce can of Cougar Gold cheese um, online, I believe, at the Washington State website. Huh. Huh. How about that?
1: There, so, you there you go. Go get your canned cheese, everybody.
0: We have what he looks like. We used to play this on a pretty Regular consistent basis. basis. Yeah. yeah, and then we went away from it. You know, we got busier in the fall. We got a little bit of a break now. So what he looks like is a game that they play in the Dan Lebitard show with Stu Gotts from 10 to 1 here every weekday on ESPN Radio and ESPN UP. We play it here with Ryan on the sports pen, just across the bottom of the hour, Ryan, I got some photos up here, some descriptions. Let's jump right into it. I got the faces on the monitor. Does Daniel Jones look like he never misses an opportunity to remind the arresting officer that his dad is really rich?
1: You know how weird that it was. I was just going to say that <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. he went to Duke, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's almost a guarantee that's what he's going to do. <laughs> he looks more like a lacrosse player than yeah, a football very much player. So. Does Jim Harbaugh
0: look like he's a little league coach who's only here because it's part of his court ordered community service?
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. I would say a guy who, um, angry parent who's a scorekeeper who mm. gets upset that his kid's not playing catcher too
0: much. But the league banned him from coaching. Exactly. Because of too many ejections. But now he has to settle for scorekeeper. Yeah, but he lingers too much around the game. <laughs> Does Mike Leach look like he owns a pet gator named Elvis? Ooh. Yeah.
1: I would say he's the kind of guy who has a petting zoo with really exotic creatures <laughs> and canned cheese <laughs> to sell to sell. The- he
0: probably has a live cougar in his petting zoo. Yeah, I would say so. Probably names it Butch. His gator's <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Elvis. Butch and Elvis. Um does Andy Reed look like he could be Gifford oh, Brimley's Lord. son. Look at him. Yes.
1: Look at those two. Yeah. Andy Reid looks like a walrus. A little bit. Yeah. I didn't want to be uh, mean. Wilfred but... Brimley. Oh man, it's.
0: Uh... But look at that photo. I mean, I'm. I, I think I need to put that on social so the
1: the, the listening audience can see this <sighs> yes. because look at that. Wilfred Brimley apparently when he was in Cocoon was in his 50s the... and he looked like he was in his 80s. <laughs> He's an interesting guy and just a crotchety old man.
0: I am a huge fan of both of those. Like they are both national treasures to me, Andy Reid and Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. They uh, are both so great.
1: And Family Guy makes fun of Wilfred Brimley on a regular basis. <laughs> <place. laughs>
0: I I showed this to our PD Jim before you got here, before we took the air, and I'm like, I never noticed this before last night. And he's like, Oh yeah, I've always thought that. Have you has did you think of that before? Do you think anyone else put this together?
1: I'm sure somebody has thought of it that way, but uh, when you line them up next to each other, very but much man, so. man,
0: look at those two, the mustache and everything. <laughs> I'm just, I can't believe I never put that together. Keep moving on. Does Troy Aikman look like getting lost wandering around Menards is a weekly occurrence for him?
1: Um, I could say that. Um, Also, the guy, uh maybe a recently divorced dad. Mm. <laughs> Who's trying to pick up Menard's cashiers? <laughs> I'd say that wrong. <laughs> Does Greg Olson look like he
0: left home at age 13 to join a biker gang that was, of course, led by Dan Quinn?
1: Oh, very much so. Look at those two. <laughs> like, Greg
0: Olson, now he's technically he, a free agent as of Monday.
1: Yeah, an extra on Sons of Anarchy. That's A little a good bit, one. doesn't yeah, he? yeah. Like, he's the guy who has to go undercover, Mm -hmm. you know, and just be like, okay, the FBI contacts him and says, we need you to infiltrate the gang. (laughs) And he does. And uh, it creates for a crazy show.
0: And the guy that he's trying to bust is Quinn. Quinn. Yes, very much so. Those two look like they could uh, both be part of a Mm -hmm. biker gang, what have you. Uh, Let's keep moving on. Does Matt Nagy look like he tried to join the biker gang, but they said no?
1: Matt Nagy is like the... uh, He's the guy who hangs out at the biker bar and wants to be in the gang, but they're just like, no, you're too lame, no, that kind of a thing. Like, we know
0: you play intramural tennis on the weekend. Yeah, very much you're, so. You're not going to be a biker yeah. with us. Does Pat Shermer look like he goes to the DMV just to chill? <laughs> he,
1: he looks like a guy who hangs out at your like local gas station and just jams with the... Uh, the, the cashiers and people
0: i've said it many times i like pat Shermer, and i think he's a great offensive coordinator not necessarily a head coach but he is the most boring vanilla personality probably in all of sports never does or says anything interesting just quietly goes about his business that's it that's him yeah it seems like he does go to the dmv just
1: to chill and talk about high school football. That's there you go. go with.
0: Talk about Sparty. Yeah. He's a Sparty guy. One last one here. Does John Lynch look like he bought his wife a Peloton specifically because of the backlash from their Christmas commercial?
1: I would say yes. And he's the kind of guy who buys his wife a Peloton because he thinks she's out of shape, <laughs> <laughs> even though she has you know she looks like a supermodel. He will
0: uh, have a shot at hoisting the trophy. This yes. uh, this so you know he'll probably be okay with it. He, I, I'm sure he does have Peloton. Like I look at him and I see Peloton owner. We might
1: see. Uh, I would see maybe cro- maybe CrossFit in there too.
0: Okay, yeah, parkour. Yeah, P90X. Yeah. When he's not putting together a uh, Super Bowl-caliber football team, that's
1: what he's doing. He makes his wife do- download the Peloton app to keep track <laughs> of her physical activity. Very much so.
0: <laughs> oh, shoot, I tell you what. For her birthday, she gets the maps like, that you can plug oh, yes, into the yes, Peloton very much so. and everything. Uh, that's what he looks like is played on the Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gatz. We play it here with Ryan on the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. We've got a couple minutes left before we hit our next break. I guess we can go into the Super Bowl. How about that? Okay, we can go into the Super Bowl a little bit. Okay. So I don't know what to ask you because I don't. I know you don't want to give away too much your column, but uh,
1: I don't, you're asking I, me to give.
0: Away I kind of am. I'm like okay. trying to figure out how I go about this interview. Like I okay. know I'm not going to get any more of you, and I don't frankly want to get enough that you spoil anything because I want people to read your column. So I'm asking, how do I go about this interview?
1: Okay. Um... I would say let's start off with, uh, i got a good one. Mm. Do you think the game is in Miami too much? I was going to ask you that. Do you think it goes to certain cities way too much. Oh,
0: absolutely. They rotate between that, Phoenix, New Orleans, Dallas, unless someone else gets a new stadium or something. Oh, Atlanta, I guess, gets it a few years. Uh, Unless someone
1: else gets a new stadium, they don't go anywhere else. They rotate
0: between those five cities.
1: I mean, honestly, the only reason it goes to Louisiana is because of New Orleans. Mm. There's nothing appealing about the Superdome right. that says, wow, we got to go there. Mm-hmm. It's a concrete dome, and there's nothing like – it's not like you go to U.S. Bank or Lucas Oil where it's like, it's like this is a really cool-looking mm-hmm. indoor stadium. It's just a hump in the middle <laughs> of a city, and you're just and the only reason is because New Orleans is seen as a fun place. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I think it goes there too often. Miami, I kind of get it. It's South Florida. It's January, February. I wouldn't mind if
0: I got to go to Radio Row and do the show there all week.
1: Oh, did I tell you I checked out Radio Row once? You did not. Yeah. Um, when it was at U.S. Bank Stadium, mm-hmm. we went back to – I could, obviously couldn't get tickets to the game. But mm-hmm. we went back and checked out all the festivities and went downtown. Went to Radio Row, which was in the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. And I remember most – of well, one, there's tons of radio stations there. Mm-hmm. It was really cool because there were smaller ones too. And I remember everybody walking by Doug Gottlieb and making fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> While he was on the air. It's kind
0: of what they do in real life anyway. So yeah. Just, you know.
1: Yeah. He, w- he had his own separate booth away from everybody else. And every person who walked by there yelled stuff and made fun of him. It was really hilarious.
0: Is he just one of the more unlikable people in all the sports media? Oh, very much so. Uh, yeah. He kind of
1: is. I mm. mean, I don't know if this is just an act or mm. if he's really that much of a jerk, but it's,
0: you know, and a lot of people accuse Max Kellerman of doing that. I do believe that's an act. I think it's a Uh, character uh, with him. Yeah, I don't get that vibe with no Doug
1: Ovliek. I think he actually him and Dan Dockage are Mm. very much. I'm the personality that as I'm trying to broadcast (laughs) on it. But yeah, I was wondering about that with you. Do you think it goes to certain sites? I think way too often with some. Um, in Arizona, what's appealing about Arizona Stadium? Mm -hmm. It's just. There, Phoenix is fine, but the stadium—I mean, that's not great. No, I mean, I think it should go to California a lot more often. Absolutely. I mean, uh, why is it in Tampa next year? uh, It's Florida, I I guess. And I mean, it's got the pirate ship, funky-looking stadium. Yes, but you know, it's there 's other places I know people hate cold weather cities, mm-hmm. but I mean you 're a lot of them you 're indoors for the game, right, yeah, I mean, like I think it'd be cool to have a Super Bowl in Seattle, that, sure um, you got a lot of fan bases up there seattle 's really pretty it 's right on the sound i 've been there um, you have i don 't think it would fly in Chicago, I think mm-hmm. it gets too cold coming off Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. although you 'd get a lot of people to show up for it right and uh, but I <laughs> I doubt it's going to come back to Detroit. Sorry. No. Um, they had their one game at Wall 2, but they had their one game at Ford Field. It'll probably go back to Indianapolis because there's a lot of good vibes from mm. there. Um, but I just – I want them to go to places – I mean, I can understand some – there's so much tradition going to Miami, but just – Expand your horizon. I would think Santa
0: bit. Clara would be a good yeah, place go for it.
1: Well, I think the thing that holds back the Niners Stadium is because the turf is so bad. Oh, there. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I think if they fix that, I think it'll come back there. I know it's going to Inglewood with the Rams' new yep. stadium. It's going to come there. It's got to come to Vegas with the Raiders. I think new that's stadium. eventually. That'll be a happen great too. Super Bowl. If yeah. Um, but they got to build it first. Can you imagine mm. if they point came to Sam Boyd Stadium, <laughs> the UNLV Stadium, <laughs> and tried to pack that many fans in there? That would be entertaining. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't gone to Carolina yet because it's reasonably temperate. I would um,
0: think Nashville would be a fun. City I think for a Nashville Super Bowl. would be
1: a good fit for it. There's some that you're just going to avoid because mm-hmm. it's just too cold. But um, just expand a little bit. Look outside the. Uh, the area
0: it's never going to like philadelphia it's never no, going no, to no, east no. rutherford new jersey they
1: tried it once <laughs> remember MetLife The back the, the MetLife game they tried it and they're not going to go back because it was such a traffic disaster mm-hmm. and uh i think someone said like the subway train got stalled and people didn't get <laughs> back for like three hours or something it was it was a mess so no i think it's not going to go back there but just try new places that's what i'm hoping for i think um I emphasize a lot of anniversaries in the column. Uh, For those who don't know, this is the tide for the longest gap it's been since it's gone back to Miami. Mm. There was a 10-year drought between the uh, 79 Super Bowl, which was... um, Steelers-Cowboys was a really good game from what I heard. I was not born yet, but I've heard it was a good game. Uh, And then the next time I was there in Miami was the Niners-Bengals Super Bowl, the famous Joe Montana drive, Mm -hmm. where he said, I saw John Candy in the stands. Um, And then The last time, it's tied for 10 years. The last time it was in there was the Colts-Saints game, the famous Bounty Gate Saints. I Mm -hmm. hate that team (laughs) for so many reasons. Um, And then now it's back there, and uh, it's kind of cool in that route. And, of course, it's been 50 years since the Chiefs were there. And I emphasize in the column, the last time... The Chiefs were in it. It was in January 1970. It was the last time it was called the AFL. Mm. <laughs> it was still the AFL then. It was it was called the Super Bowl mm. then, but it was the AFL after that season. It became the fall of 1970, the leagues combined, and it was actually the AFC-NFC in its one league. So that's how long it's been since the Chiefs... <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite stat that I have in my column is, like, it was actually two separate leagues still the last time the Chiefs were there.
0: Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with us. Take our last time out. Friday, funnies next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen.
1: Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPNUP up app.
0: Available with the Sports Pen podcast on demand. Get our free mobile app from the Apple App Store or Google Play or check out ESPNUP.com and get the on demand there. Programming note, tonight we'll have Patriot Basketball on ESPN-UP. The battle for Ishpeming as the gals take on the Hematites. Pre-game at approximately 7 with tip-off set for 7.15. And if you missed our high school basketball coaches show, that'll air about in uh, 10 minutes. That'll air again when Ryan and I sign off. Ryan, every week we uh, end the work week with the Friday Funnies. What do you have for us now?
1: Um, I'll start off with... The Knicks, just because it's the Knicks. No. Uh, of course, you had the sell-the-team chant that erupted during the uh, the uh, recent Knicks game. Yep. Get rid of James Dolan to sell the team. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of uh, the Knicks thing is the Knicks tried to honor former player Anthony Mason, who died with an anniversary of his death, and they got the date wrong. No, jeez. <laughs> How do you... Like, it's like the most Knicks thing they can yeah, do. Yeah, that is the most Knicks thing. And the fact that you didn't do any research... On this, mm-hmm. you know, just, I mean, and they got mocked so badly. As they should. Yeah. I mean, most inept NBA franchise. Oh, by and, far. Yeah. And uh, are, the, are the Browns the Knicks of the NFL? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I figure that's a good comparison. I can't think of anyone else more inept in um, any sport. So Seattle, their hockey team, mm. came out earlier this week. There's a rumor they're going to be called the Kraken. I don't like it. I think it's kind of creative. I
0: do, but I don't like it. Sounds like a G League team, uh, yeah. um,
1: but of course it's just a rumor mm-hmm. that's not been you know backed up by really anything. Um, but the original thing they were going for was the Sockeyes. I like that one the best. Which I like it too. Unfortunately, it's been trademarked by a romantic novelist oh, who has her uh, who writes romantic sports novels and has. Are you kidding <laughs> me? The Seattle Sockeyes are the team for her characters, and she actually has merchandise. Off of that. Okay, well bleep her merchandise, yes. bleep her trademark. <laughs> I want the sock eyes. Um I think she's up on it, but you have to give her rights on it. Oh, you have to, so it's uh, a lot of technicality, so they're probably not gonna be the sock eyes. Wow. But, um I, th- that uh the Kraken is unique. I I wish they'd have a little more um normal <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's definitely unique. I like it better in the wild when that came nah. out. Um Mike Shashevsky losing his mind oh boy, did he at ever. the Duke student section. He came absolutely unglued over what the student section was chanting at a former player who was the coach of the opposing Jeff team. Jeff Capel. Jeff Capel. And just the students were chanting, sit with us. Krzyzewski just went apoplectic over it, just screams and says basically, shut up, and he's one of us. Didn't he
0: mishear them? Yeah,
1: he he misheard them, ran across the court, and is just screaming at them. Mm. And it's just, I don't under... He's reached the point in his life where he's at the get-off-my-lawn stage, Mm. where the littlest of things upset him, and... Mike Krzyzewski's gone from one of my favorite coaches to a guy I actively dislike. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's just not fun anymore. He's just an angry
0: man. Remember when he had that surgery a few years ago, things seemed like they changed. Jeff Capel was the interim
1: head coach (laughs) for Duke when he was out with surgery. Um, And then, uh, let's see, uh, just a safety tip Mm. for everybody out there. From 2013 to 2017, 27,000 avocado related knife injuries occurred. I know a lot of people make their own guac for the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Be very careful. Don't use a knife. There's that little thing in the middle. Your knife will slip. You'll slice yourself open. Cutting avocados? Yeah. Really? Well, you try to get into the skin, and there's that little hard ball on in the inside of it and they'll hit it, and it's hard. You can't really cut through it, and their knife will slip, and they'll slice themselves. I so. have honestly never cut an avocado. I haven't either, never but was. it's a dangerous thing, apparently. So if you're doing your own guac, hmm. just a heads up, be careful when you're doing I'm it. I'm going to stay away from that. Yes. Um, here's a Chiefs fan got inspired <clears throat> by watching Toy Story <clears throat> and decided to honor Andy Reid by tattooing Andy on the bottom of his foot, oh, like Woody and Buzz have in the movie. What? <laughs> that just sounds like you're asking for, I don't know, what
0: What do you get from like I um, I don't know, like some kind of infection or
1: something. Yeah, you could probably say he's going to get that, but I was just like, honoring Andy Reid. That's by, hardcore. Yeah.
0: Win a Super Bowl first, I don't get your name tattooed. That's,
1: on a, that, that's what I would say. And he said, if... The Chiefs win. He's going to get the Roman numerals of the Super Bowl, L-I-I-V, on his other foot. Why? 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 (laughs) People get Mm -hmm. tattoos and are rabid fans doing weird stuff. And uh, so there's your little one there. Um, A woman died who was a Cubs fan. And in her Mm obit, put on there, she's angry at the Ricketts family for their inability to put together a good bullpen. Mm. So she put on there, donations to my causes should be directed towards the impoverished Ricketts family for the purposes of putting together (laughs) a Major League Caliber bullpen. (laughs) I love it when... People pass away and in their obits zing their Mm -hmm. favorite teams. Like people do that with the Browns, sorry, all the time. But uh, that was funny because the Cubs recently won a championship Mm -hmm. and fans have already had it with the Ricketts family. So instead of donating to her family or any causes, Mm -hmm. give all the money so they can put together a bullpen. So nice little zing there. I thought that was great. Do you know that Vince Carter has been in the league so long? that he wore the throwback Raptors jersey when it was actually the regular jersey? (laughs) I found that out the other day, and it's like... Because I I loved Vince Carter, and there's photos of him wearing that awesome Raptors jersey, Mm -hmm. and then someone pointed out they wore the throwbacks, and he wore those (laughs) when he was there. That's a sign you've been in the league a very long time. I love it. Yeah, does any... And he doesn't really contribute a whole lot anymore, but you got to give props to his longevity. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you a Mighty Ducks fan? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, well they're gonna do a redo of the Mighty Ducks movie. They're gonna put it on Disney Plus. Um, Emilio Estevez is com- coming, back. coming back. He's coming back. is coming back Gordon. to appear as Gordon Bombay. Wow! And it's marketed as there's gonna be ten episodes. Basically, it's going to be a TV show mini mm. thing. Um, a kid gets ki- a thirteen-year-old kid gets kicked off the junior division ducks team, and he and his mom decide they're going to start their own team, and they start to find players and a coach and a place to play. And Gordon Bombay gets involved in it. Mm. Okay, what do you think? Do you think this has any capability of being? good
0: i'm glad that they didn't try to remake the original story because those never work out like they're not good um there's a possibility here you know those movies themselves they were cheesy you know but they they accepted that and they embraced that and they made the best story they could with that i don't know i mean i'll i'll stay optimistic about it. i'll give it a shot i've got a gordon bombay jersey do
1: you really i, I can't believe you'd never see me in that I'll have to wear no. that next friday is that is it the green ducks jersey oh, yeah. okay mm-hmm. I uh I love the first one I hate part two, I hate you part 2. You hate the, like the U- Team USA It one? was so bad. Oh, that I was f- my favorite one. Really? Oh, yeah. It was so off the wall. It's like they tried to come up with a sequel that just was like, okay, we got to have a sequel, but we're going to do it where... That's nah. why I love it. It was so <laughs> off the wall. Like, you really are going to take, to represent
0: Team USA, a group of misfits that were, like, dead last in their division at, like, less than a year earlier and in that story. Yeah,
1: a lot of mediocre players who mm-hmm. got lucky and won a, uh, won a championship and somehow they're world beaters. Mm-hmm. and. Keenan Thompson shows up with his knuckle puck <laughs> it's just it's so it's so beyond dumb. oh and
0: Iceland is the big Iceland, antagonist uh,
1: yeah who Iceland, didn't even
0: have national hockey at the time no
1: they didn't and somehow they were the villains in it and uh Julia the Cat Gaffney makes a one-game appearance and somehow saves it, and uh, it's just it's bad. D3 did not need to be made at all, no. and that was just a disaster. That but was the first worst one. one, it's so classic, and I love it. When it's on, I always watch it. So I'm hoping it has the spirit. It needs to do its own thing, what's their, what, what their marketing has, mm-hmm. but just the kind of spirit and fun that goes along with the first one.
0: By the way, Iceland not only didn't have national hockey when that film was made, they did not have it until five years later, and they lost their first ever international game, eleven nothing, to the hockey powerhouse that is Israel.
1: Is the, is is that just an, a sign of how bad D two was? <laughs> We're going to pretend that this team is like some worldwide powerhouse, and uh, and it just the antics. I mean, like D one was fun because it's kept strictly hockey, and mm-hmm. then you throw it with D two, and they're. Guy gets penalized for roping yeah. another player, and you know, the guy from the sand lot apparently can't stop when no. he skates, and it's just. You know, what is this? And, uh, I mean, I left when I saw it in the theaters. I, I mean, I was a kid, but I just shook my head at it and said, this is too dumb. So, but I love the first one.
0: With that, <laughs> it's five o'clock. Appreciate you being <laughs> yep, here as always, go. my there, man. Yep. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, we'll break it down, talk about, but we're both in agreement on the Chiefs, right? Yes,
1: very much on the Chiefs.
0: Because, I mean, honestly, what is the best case scenario for the Niners? I mean, they hold the Chiefs scoreless in the first half. Whatever lead they have, it's not going to be safe. No,
1: you, uh, and the Chiefs love to rally. They've mm-hmm. done it twice already in the playoffs, and I just think they're going to do it again. I think they're going to fall behind, but they're going to find a way to win.
0: Check out Ryan's column. He's going to give us all his prop bets, what we need to know. Anything else that I missed from that?
1: Um, all, all the prop bets, I throw in a little history and throw in my prediction. And, you uh, know, all the hockey recap, of course, will be in the tape
0: paper tomorrow. All that and more coming up the Mining Journal. We've got high school basketball tonight and our coaches' show in about. 30 seconds here on ESPN-UP. For Ryan Steag, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP, I'm Ishbumming Marquette.